0: This is the Wizard's Nightshirt podcast, episode 59. Is
1: is God God so so
0: this is the Wizard's Nightshirt this is episode 59. I'm Scott, and here with me from the back
2: alleys of Horde Hall, it's Will. Give me all your gold bullions.
1: Are you a tax collector
2: <laughs> on I'm supposed to be a, an old 80s gang member in the alleys. He, in the he, alleys he, in he motioned the a stabbing motion for everybody that's not, they can't see us. <laughs> I've got a lead pipe in a yeah, bag. You,
1: you, Will, you don't start with the stabbing. The stabbing comes after they do <laughs> I'm if loining you... the ropes. <laughs> if you got a lot of practice. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, and fresh from Bright Moon's Moon, Rebecca. <laughs>
1: la 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 la. Hi. She-Ra.
0: At the Wizard's Nightshirt, we're revisiting He-Man, Masters of the Universe, and She-Ra, Princess of Power. Today, we're reviewing She-Ra. Season 2, episode 12, The Caregiver.
1: I'm sorry, I'm still laughing about the, the person shaking you down for tax money, but he stabs you before he does anything. Give me all your gold! You're never going to get it that way. I'm sorry. I was just, it just, made me, it just gave me the giggles. You get
2: who you get at the temp agency. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my typing's very good.
0: punctual. My stabbing level's not great, though.
2: Impulse control, that's that's one of those things that I could improve upon. we'll, We'll give you a longer sword at first, and then it'll get shorter. My only weakness is that I care too much, and I stab too early.
0: And for all of you that didn't know, this episode aired on November 8th, 1986, and the summary is in this episode, Adora's childhood nurse retires from the horde and joins the rebellion, but Hordeck plants a spying device in her necklace. Is this um
2: is this technically like Eternia's or Etheria's like first uh, like nanny cam? Is this a nanny cam?
1: <laughs> Would you? I suppose it could be used for a nanny cam, but... If a you nanny put cam, a camera
2: on a nanny, that's a is nanny it a nanny cam? cam? A nanny cam
1: has to watch the nanny.
2: <laughs> oh. Well, yeah. he kind of is.
1: Although that sounds creepy in a totally different way. According, so according
0: to Horde, if, if you put a camera anywhere, though, it can get any view you want. That's, that's true. true. That's yeah, true. Yeah, they it's all kind of work for it's everything. It's magical. Yeah. yeah. So, Jenny, if you have some good experiences or maybe bad experiences with a babysitter slash nanny...
1: You know, we only had a babysitter one summer that I remember, and it was uh, because my mom decided to go back to school for, like, a summer, and so she was doing that, and so we got a babysitter. I want to say it was the summer of 87 or 88, and it was funny because she was very different from us, and her name was Tanya, and it was just so weird to... Except the rule of tanya because she was a teenager and mm-hmm. she was the
2: tyranny of tanya. the tyranny of
1: tanya and it was just very <laughs> arbitrary stuff that was just very distressing to me like she put mustard on my sandwich and just and i was like in tears like like i don't like it and i wasn't being rude but it was just it was just very upsetting to me that mm-hmm. there was mustard and then she made Did us she make you eat it I can't, I think she remade it after my sister stuck up for me and explained that, like, did and eat mustard, which is like, you know, like, how dare you just make the sandwich and not even ask me what I wanted on it? No, but that makes me sound like a brat. No, Tanya used to make us every day call the radio station and request (laughs) that they play Take My Breath Away. (laughs) So that happened. And then also we used to fight over who got to watch what show. And so I remember mom sitting down with all of us and Tanya and making like a schedule of what we would watch on TV so that I could watch Heathcliff and Tanya could watch Donahue. Uh That was wow. my only babysitter. Uh, it was... Tanya
0: was a teenager? She was watching Donahue?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Donahue was big with the with, Is the, it, with the teens. Was it like
2: pregnancy tests and stuff back then? Or, Donahue don't was... The...
1: I'm trying to think. Like, Donahue you? was like... He was...
2: Like, overwrought social issues.
1: Yeah. It's funny because like... it's like, we're so used to really, really sensational talk shows now. And I think way at the time... they yeah, did was
2: they just turned up the a volume on the emotions of the maudlins. and. The yeah, so.
1: like I feel that Donahue had a reputation for being like, oh, can you believe what is this stuff? This is like Donahue, but it, but it really, like, compared to what we see today on the average episode of Doctor Phil, for example, uh, it is funny. Like, yeah, you no, know, Tanya was super into Donahue. I don't, I don't know why. I'll, you know, again, I was super into Heathcliff. I can't tell you why. How did,
2: how oh, did- I can tell you why because it was an <laughs> awesome show. <laughs>
1: no one could should terrify the neighborhood. How did
2: the regime of Tanya come to an end? How was she? I think deposed? the summer
1: just ended, and then okay. we no longer had need of her services.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> I don't know. And, and then we the ne- next
0: summer, she wasn't around, <laughs>
1: and we yeah. never saw Tanya again. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: She was responsible. Tanya did a good job. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not tearing down Tanya. <laughs> I hope you're doing well, Tanya.
0: <laughs> so I've I've had many babysitters but my earliest is my earliest memory is is like i was like four or five and my both my parents worked so i went to this house and i the the things that i distinctly remember is that she made you you know you sit in your chair and then she would push your chair up to the point where it hit your chest (laughs) and then that's how you ate
2: what (laughs)
0: Why? Like, <laughs> no like no mess. No mess. Yeah, no. It was like you you ate like you she pushed your chair in all the way and then you had to like eat eat your stuff that that close to the table so that you didn't have any crumbs fall down. And she also liked Days of Our Lives, and I played Kerplunk there.
1: <laughs> I look how the TV uh, sticks uh, that's, out that's, to yeah, you.
0: Yeah, that's that's like my yeah my it was Everybody every every day your babysitter was it was every, every day how yeah.
1: oh,
2: interesting.
0: I and mean, yeah. uh, so that that was my earliest. I mean, I've had many. Um, some really <laughs> we were a good... young and
1: the restless household. I mean, you know, just as a thing. A
0: restless household, young and the
1: restless. That oh, was, young that and was the restless. So good yeah. in my household. And I don't know any families who watch Days of Our Lives. That's very my mom,
0: Actually, my, my mom watched Days of Our Lives and Another World. That was the two because they were one after the other.
1: Yeah, and and see, in my house, it was Young and the Restless, then Bold and the Beautiful. Get the music clip. That was exactly how the thing
0: <laughs> <played>. <laughs> Same tone and everything.
1: It was some hot sax playing. It was awesome. It was bold and beautiful. I don't know what to tell you. Will, your mom <laughs> is too dignified to watch soap. She didn't watch soaps, did she?
0: She watched Dynasty though. Probably. That's a that's a late
2: night. No, I remember Dallas coming or on. Or Dallas. But it sorry. Might have been because something was coming on uh, b- before it. I don't think we got cable for a long time. Well, those would have been
1: networks, though. I mean, you know. Oh, well your mom was a school teacher so she was mm-hmm. she would have had to record her stories which is, you know, a commitment. Yeah, that is a commitment. I think so.
2: I, I, I don't have t- too many babysitter stories because I don't remember cuz I think I was the dominant personality there. I ran the show when the babysitters came over. We had to watch me play the video games. We had to tell me I did a good job. We had to make my pimento cheese sandwiches, and we had to let me go to bed when I wanted to. And that's how come I'm a great man today.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounded like they really molded and influenced you in a positive way.
2: So,
0: So your babysitter didn't, like, let you and your sister, like, Fight slash wrestle each other at some point. Because <laughs> I know that happened with one of our babies. <laughs> <laughs> And fight, entertain me. Oh yeah, I don't know if that I. She just. I think she's. I think me and my sister were arguing about something, and then it just took it to the next level. <laughs> and then we were just like Let's just fighting, see how this and plays then she's out. like, I don't know if she ever said stop, but we just kept going. get fights. And then it would. I think we ended up both like either hurt or crying or something. And then she's like, Okay, we're done. <laughs> I
1: was like, and Now you learned your lesson. Law like, of did Tanya we?
2: says one must fall. <laughs> Hello, this is Hordak, CEO of Hord Enterprises. I'd like to thank Chakra for her decades of service to evil in Act 1.
0: I'm almost ready to go, Hordak.
2: You have been my best servant, Chakra.
1: You have done well for me all these long years.
2: You know who's a great babysitter? Chakra? It's Chakra from Etheria. she <laughs> From She-Ra. Oh, yes.
1: So... She was some kind of a servant of, of Hordex, okay? <laughs> so she was a nanny when Adora was a child. Fair enough. And then it's like, what was that awkward conversation when Adora grew up with this, like, it's like she's still on the payroll. <laughs> like, like, yes. Like, what What were her what duties? Va- what
2: value did she have after that?
1: Were there any other Horde children she needed to look after in Hordex's mansion?
2: And also there was very Prince Zed
1: comes by sometimes and she had to you know, I don't know.
2: <laughs> there are very few like humanoid people in the fright zone, so she really stands out because she's sort of like a Mary poppins uh hair in a bun type character. So she was she was just an odd fit.
0: I wonder if they were trying to do that with like the the bag and everything
2: mm-hmm. that she had? She she had to read very quickly as uh as like school mom type stuff. Well, they should have I, 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 given
1: her a song.
2: I really enjoyed how she had i still had a picture of Adora.
1: That was the funniest <laughs> thing. I can hardly wait to join my dear Adora in whispering woods. Okay, so in this scene, you know where uh she's she's ruminating to herself. I can't. I'm retiring. I can't wait to to leave this place and I'm going to go join the great rebellion. And then we see Hordak in another room saying, she thinks I don't know that she's going to join the rebellion, but I do know. And we're going to spy on her. And then she's literally clutching this framed photo of Adora that she had on her nightstand. And I'm like, Because for a second I was like, "Well, how did they know she was going to go join the rebellion?" It's like, "Well, I guess the autographed headshot would have like been the first clue." Like it was literally just, (laughs) "Oh, here's a photo of Adora on my bedside table." That's not suspicious.
0: That's the only thing she's taken too. She's not not taking clothes or anything else. Just that picture. Her
1: only pitiful possession. Like, what kind of life (laughs) was she living? Where it's just like this is my favorite photo and the only thing I have. (laughs) Well, <laughs> it's really I, weird, and, and it made me laugh. I was like, why?
2: There were, there were, there were many unanswered questions about that relationship. <laughs> For example, when she's leaving, uh, the way Hordak and uh, Shadow Weaver are going to plant this spine device on her is they give her like a retirement uh, necklace. It's sort of like you're getting a watch.
1: Yeah, your company watch. Yeah, your
2: company watch. It's really funny. Please accept
1: this pendant
2: as a token of my appreciation. Thank you. and the the other other part of that that was funny to me is i guess she had to like interview and want this job like so she can't be a good person she's like (laughs) i want i want to be i want to work for the horde maybe Maybe.
1: she was like a captured villager which i think that they could have done like one line of dialogue that she was captured by the horde and i need to know she didn't seek this out right because like yeah it's not great to work for the horde it's not great (laughs) You're around people like Grizzlor and Mantena all day. Like, you've got to be thinking about your life if that's happening. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are my goals and objectives? Where do I see myself in five years?
2: I like that she's getting a formal retirement, so she's probably, like, vested and has, like, a 401K and everything <laughs> from the Horde. <laughs>
1: yeah. I bet Hordak has a decent pension plan that he gives people.
2: She's not leaving on bad terms, I guess is what I'm saying, is why it's funny. Like yeah. everybody, including Hordak, agrees, like we don't really have a reason to boot you out. They they're 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 kinda of letting her have a graceful, respectful exit.
1: Right? It's like I think the other retirement plan that he offers is just he sends you through a trap. Yeah, door.
2: exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and you float out there. It was very corporate. It was very corporate. It was very
1: corporate. <laughs> Or said she'd be here in a few minutes.
2: Good. We've got to get everything ready for the raid on Hordex patrol this afternoon. So Chakra goes uh, immediately next to the rebel camp and manages to get through the trees, which I guess gives you a hint that she might have good character. Uh, and I was cracking up because uh, the way she's identified is Bo and Glimmer go over some battle plans. And Glimmer says, who's that lady in the Horde costume?
1: Yeah, she says she's wearing a Horde costume. She's wearing a Horde costume.
2: The word costume was so funny to me. Do they, do they think of what they wear as a costume?
1: <laughs> Glimmer's wearing a glimmer costume. Yeah. Bo, your costume.
0: Maybe she thought she was dressing up to go like do a horde raid or
1: something. I
2: guess so. And then, you know, that, then they called they, it a uniform they, or something. Yeah, right.
1: And it was like a uniform. Like that's like you know. but when saying, you dress Robin. Up... Get on your costume.
0: Well, yeah, but when when you dress up to go do something like in a false thing, I would call it a costume. You know, like, and if if she was actually, if you called it a uniform, then she was actually in the Horde. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Maybe
1: Glimmer assumed that she was a good person and not a bad person. Yes, Unlike so- Madame Raz, who has immediately been suspicious of uh, this, uh, this newcomer.
2: But Adora is not. And when she sees her, they embrace... And she's, like, immediately, like, no secrets. Let's just talk all about the raid and the super-secret rebel plans in front of this lady you've never met. We don't need to discuss it. Let's go.
1: Yeah, that, uh... Well, I raised
2: her? I mean, she raised her. But you would think she'd want approval from the other rebels, at least to, to do it. She's like, no, we're not going to discuss it. I'm just telling you.
1: And I think it's... We've discussed before the rebellion has a problem with just accepting anyone with open arms instantly, and now questioning them. While at the same time, intensely questioning people who are already in them, like Cowell, who got the bad treatment about being a, a Horde spy in a previous episode. But they're didn't, like, "Was a stranger."
0: Didn't also Dora accept him then too, or no?
2: I forget. She did, right? Yeah, she, she was good yeah, with that. She was good with that. She was yeah. good with that.
1: So yeah. That's just that. That's at least it's consistent with well, her.
2: Yeah, I guess we'll just expect that she's more sensitive to this coming from the horde herself.
1: Yeah, we can't turn away everyone who was involved with the horde.
2: You don't get yeah. sheers that way.
0: Well, and the funny part is, did, when when Adora came over, they were very accepting, very quickly.
1: That's true.
0: <laughs> They're like, yeah, yeah, you can come over. You're I guess fine. I guess, they, I guess I knew need she
1: was a, big league. They need an official policy. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's what they need. But,
0: maybe maybe glimmers like the day before she's like i'm done with this leading thing she's like we need somebody else in here and then a door shows up she's
1: like yay
2: so their plan now is to go on this raid uh and, and uh capture some uh or disrupt some uh horde tanks in a convoy but uh they get ambushed and uh presumably this is because the horde has been spying through that necklace and so Mantena shows up there, Grizzlore and uh, and Catra. Catra.
1: and Hordak is even there eventually too. He shows up as well, which is funny because like they had everybody show up to this ambush. Ah, Adora, what a prize to bring back to Hordak! It's a trap!
2: Run! Hordak's uh, on those awesome chariots again, which I enjoyed.
1: Yeah, I do like I do like those. Uh, did you notice that like they had Grizzlore in the shot, but they didn't really give him a line at one point? It was there was something there was some question asked. It was like, and, and what is he gonna do? And they cut to Grizzlore and he goes, Arr! like <laughs> he didn't even yes. say anything. Grizzlore? Oh no. They probably
2: just cut some audio from another probably,
1: well, they probably did it's just it's like it's like the camera's on me uh oh we're not
2: selling enough grizzlers <laughs>
1: <laughs> better say something Can you rawr? have
2: him say rawr
1: it's like he was non-verbal for a whole episode he like devolved she and then also they left very abruptly after Madame Rez. Did some Ooga Booga at them to like scare them off. Like, a, like did she scare them off? She, successfully? Well, she
2: She like knocked Hordak off his chariot briefly. You can't dodge
0: forever, Shira.
1: Well, she won't have to if I can help it.
2: Back to the Fright Zone now.
1: Okay, and that just convinced then, him to leave.
2: Well, no, no, then Hordak blasts Sheera and Swift Wind and, uh, is that where they escape with um, Bo and yeah, they Glimmer? Yeah,
1: they get Bo and Glimmer in some big old bubble. And as yeah. he's
2: leaving, he says, uh, My thanks for your aid to uh, the nanny. And uh, uh, Madam Raz hears it. Madam Raz gets all these new animations of her being angry and just seething. Ah, did you hear that? Port X said thanks to Shakra.
0: What, what I don't get is why would why why would Hordak think that would be okay? Why wouldn't you want them to th- not think that, that she was part of the Horde?
1: Right? That's because because as soon as you around, say
0: that, basically someone in the Horde's gonna or someone in the rebellion's gonna be like, hey, maybe we should check this lady out. And yeah,
1: he was so pleased with himself, he was not thinking long term. <laughs> yeah,
0: he's just a big male. <laughs> this is
1: Madame Rask, and me and Broome are gonna find the spies in Act Two.
0: I've heard much about you. Tell me, is Adora all right? And
2: who's going to wear that necklace all the time? Oh, I was going to bring this up later. So it's like also funny go to me by that and she's wearing the same she outfit. was in this evil horde and she feels good about leaving. She's like, but this is a really nice necklace. <laughs> I have got to be wearing this horde necklace. I, I think that's just kind of tacky and crazy that she's wearing this necklace from the evil overlord hordak
1: i mean surely it can't go with everything if nothing else
2: (laughs) yeah it's like a what's it like a turquoise this is
1: not one of those jane seymour hearts or whatever you know you can't wear it with everything (laughs) what are those called you know what i'm talking about
0: oh i'm sure yeah i do yeah Yeah. i'm I'm a fan of jane seymour
1: (laughs) did you watch a lot of dr quinn medicine woman when you were young that's hilarious and
0: she was also a james bond girl okay uh, live and let die there you go
1: you know what she would have been a good co- queen marlena back before we cast connie Britton yeah. in that role there you go i would have, i would have taken jane seymour in that role <laughs> will's like don't you talk that way don't talk about my
2: connie <laughs> like i'm gonna play y'all a song about when i was an astronaut <laughs> <laughs> y'all hush. i'm about to play
1: I watching Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, but I couldn't tell you what happened on a single episode, except that presumably, you know, she... Fixed Frontier Problems. Were <laughs> they Frontier Problems? Where did that show take place? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Frontier, frontier Problems. Yeah, they. they... <gasps> Scott, is this why when- Thirteen-year-olds
0: <clears throat> married each other in that show.
1: Oh, okay. When we asked you where <laughs> you could go back in time not too long ago, you said you'd like to go back to like the old west. Uh-huh. Is it because of Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman?
0: <laughs> no,
2: it's, it's because of uh, Briscoe County Jr. Oh, okay,
1: okay. The uh, better
2: uh, show. Fun fact, uh, 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 Brett the Hitman Hart was supposed to- have a recurring role as a sheriff. I went in Briscoe County. It was in Lonesome Dove, so um, sort of similar. I've never seen Lonesome got, Can, Dove. It got Can was the
1: Hitman Hart act? I don't think
2: so, but he probably looked good.
1: He would look. He would look he'd be a good appropriate. Sh- uh,
2: yeah, he'd be a good taciturn. Oh yeah, sheriff. he's got
1: a good face for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I, I, he should do that now. His yeah. face has only gotten more grizzled.
0: I'm, I'm <laughs> so happy. I'm him. so happy. I was trying to think of the cheesy show that I watched, and that and that was it. Bruce Jenner Jr. Oh okay. There Yeah. You
1: go. yeah.
2: All right. So when they get back to camp, <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing here? Hey. Anyway. Madam Raz is mad, and she starts letting it rip about how she, how uh, Chakra is a spy and and ra who was transformed into she at this point, her face is completely placid while Raz is just freaking out.
1: Yeah, and she had some really quality freakouts. Like, mm-hmm. right, it was so... Apparently it was so intense that they had to like make it a little wacky. They I was played say that. they played Orko's theme uh, briefly. Well, yeah, like a it was snippet. really
2: intense. And so then they had this little slapstick bit with her and Broom with a different music, and they cut back into the intensity. It was like yeah. we, need to, we need to soften that up. She <laughs> is like,
1: Madame Raz is she, she she's she's mad. She's too mad. We can't. Kids won't like. It this. was
2: really really weird.
1: What did Hordak say to Shockley? <laughs> really weird. It was uh it was unsettling.
2: So Adora it says uh, or Shira says obvious stuff about how we're going to give her a chance and uh at the very least she's going to come with us to rescue our friends at the Fright Zone because uh she she knows the way and I want to trust her. And then we switch over to the Fright Zone.
1: And then also uh, Madame raz is going to go with Shira and yes. shakra she's going to fly along on broom eyeballing Shakra suspiciously the whole time. Mm-hmm. That is all so she's coming along on that party. <laughs> the Fright Zone, this was actually weird, too, tonally, mm-hmm. because while this sh- this episode has not been super serious thus far, but this is the first time we actually see the Horde torture the rebel captives. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird, because every time it's like Bo gets put on a Horde transporter, and he's like, hey, troopers, good to see you. I wrote a song while I was in that transport. Like, they get captured all the time. But they legitimately got tortured this time, and it was weird.
2: Well, she even says something like, "I'm going to go torment the prisoners." And yeah. And I uh, so when they get there, I mean, she didn't like punch them or anything, but they're chained, they're shackled up. up. And then uh, Shadow Weaver is mm. gl- stealing Glimmer's light magic with uh, a staff, and it's just st- sort of disturbing. Like
1: a staff attached to a computer somehow. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it's yeah painful, and it's. Yeah, no, that's not great, and it's very weird It's the first it, time we've seen something like that. It's
2: interesting for uh, they needed to do something here dramatic though, to sort of add some urgency to the plot, so it made it seem like more important for uh, a, a Dora to get to the Fright Zone. But it was tonally uh, pretty weird. Uh, I will say though, um, Shadow Weaver's little layer area. There's pretty cool architectural stuff going on, and uh, Hordak had a really high-backed throne and everything. There was there was a lot of new stuff in the in the Horde uh, Castle. This is He-Man. Don't tell anyone I'm on a Shira week, but I want to see what happens in Act Three.
1: Ah, oh, brother, my bristles are getting soaked. So is my skates. Uh. I think this water's getting deeper. Okay, yeah, so it's around about this time that Shira and Raz and Shakra arrive to this apparently top-secret door.
2: It's like the 10th secret entrance we found.
1: They have a lot of secret entrances to Hordax area here. And uh, they're going through some sludge, which is presumably like sewage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't say that, but...
2: And R- Madame Raz is like waist-deep because she's so short. I think time
0: with Madame Raz just hanging out the whole time like in a full scene, it's kind of just
2: strange.
1: yeah, the more lines she has, the weirder it gets. like I, the longer I, I, it goes on, yeah,
2: but because of those tonal differences, I started to pay more attention to Madame Raz's character design also, and it it it's more and more obvious how much her design doesn't fit in as well. She's more unrealistically cartoony than the rest. I mean, for example, her eyes appear through little eye holes in the brim of her hat. You know what I mean? Like, she's just, she's very cartoony in a way that the others aren't.
1: Don't you wear your hats like that? That's how I wear my hats.
0: It was, it was, a, it was a terrible,
2: it was a terrible magic disaster where the
0: hat got, the hat got <laughs> stuck so. on her face.
2: Maybe some
1: And, and like, I gotta say, you know, we don't need to, I mean, we've been sort of hinting at it. Like, I've not been crazy about this episode thus far. And it's one of those ones where it's not interesting because there's no drama, because you, as the viewer, just know that it's a misunderstanding and you just have to, like, wait in for an interminably long amount of time for them to figure it out it's like watching a rom-com you're like uh, it was just a misunderstanding richard Gere didn't mean to say that or whatever like uh just talk to each other i'm so irritated which is how i feel when i'm watching his
2: dog sent the email <laughs> he didn't mean to but it was exactly. cute exactly
1: exactly like he didn't know that you were the one who was the waiter at the table and you eavesdrop on him not breaking up with his girlfriend but proposing but he did it by accident? Like like no, I can't I can't stand it. There's no drama there. If the drama is that people simply have not had a conversation yet, then I am very bored.
0: Are you like- giving away movie plots now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: yes. That was all of the plots of all the oh, movies. Oh man. Yeah. Sorry about that, everyone. We need to uh, tag that with a spoiler alert.
2: Hordak, uh, who's still been spying on them, sees them come through the secret entrance that he's not supposed to know about. So he uh, sets off a trap where they are. So Madam Raz really uh, suspects uh, Shakra now. Uh, But then uh, Shakra mentions like, hey, you know what? I'm just thinking about it. It was kind of weird that Hordak gave me that present for my (laughs) retirement gift when I left.
1: And she didn't even, she wasn't even suspicious of the gift at that point. She was just like, like, Hordak was an evil boss, but he did a nice thing. He gave me this necklace. And then, like, you are really thick, aren't you, ma'am? Mm-hmm. I, I
2: want to revisit the necklace gift just a, a little bit bit more. Was her service to the Horde so good that she left on such good terms and got a... Uh, I mean, it didn't seem ridiculous to her she'd be getting a retirement gift for leaving. Like, she must have been, like, a really creepily loyal horde member <laughs>
1: she, she might as well
2: have one of them bats on her little uh, cowl that
1: would have been a better necklace I would have been wearing that <laughs> way she's
2: very materialistic for still wearing that necklace
1: and yet when I left his service he he surprised me with a present a present yes this, this lovely pendant that's it
0: it's a whole part of the storyline I think <laughs> <laughs> she,
2: has she just to.
1: wanted a necklace it was like a macaroni necklace she didn't care what it looked like
2: yeah so we get uh, we move into a lot of action at this point, and I'm going to try to summarize a little bit, and please chime in if I'm missing, but basically what happens at this point is that Shira, ra Chakra, Broom, and Madam Raz align and get their stuff together, and they break into Shadow Weaver's lair. And is it about this time that uh, Bo kicks the staff out of Shadow Weaver's hand? Okay. And then... Uh, and then uh,
1: I'll take that. I don't remember.
2: And then the uh, staff shoots uh, all Glimmer's magic back into her, and Glimmer has this huge uh, light burst that makes uh, Shadow Weaver hiss. And um, Kordak gets into a big fight with everybody. and has some pretty cool transformations as tanks and stuff.
0: That yeah, was I, fun. I th- did like his his fisty spinny thing. No,
1: you must deal with me. <laughs> yeah, like, he had, was like, a was say, he was a he was a turnip with many fists. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And he was twirling, <laughs> except he was mechanical. Yeah, Don't worry then, about then,
0: it. then he turned into something else cuz he got stuck in the ground and then he turned into a tank Shadow with, with, with like arm with the retractable arms
2: or whatever.
1: I have to say that HordeX transformations were the highlight of this episode. Yeah, they were really cool. Yeah, they were fun. There was
2: some nice battle choreography there uh, and they uh, get rid of him cuz Shira picks him up while he's a tank and then the uh caregiver lady Shakra has uh this little um short circuity device that the rebels were using earlier and puts it on HordeX so he can't transform. Then the Rebels make an escape. Uh, She-Ra calls Swift Wind. She jumps on his back with Shakra and Glimmer. And then Bo, they almost leave behind and he has to get the crummy ride on Broom.
1: He has, he has to
2: ride holding on to Madam Raz. Hey, don't forget me.
1: Oh, you missed the part where Chakra did the old tapestry trick because oh, it's like, yeah. how is she gonna fight? Well, luckily there's a tapestry there she could throw over the robots, and then that that allowed them their exit time. Watch out, robots! I still got a trick or two left. you oh, are and- you,
0: caught in a big cloth. It's it's all over
1: for you. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm so disoriented. I don't know what's happening. Why is
2: this all wet? It's so hard to get out of. <laughs> call it. Call the match. Call the match. <laughs> Tanya declare a victor.
1: Uh, we also got some groovy music at this point. Like the music cues were a little unusual in this episode, but at least during the action scene, they had that guitar sequence. Yeah, I like the guitar, which way. I love. And you know, I, I was uh, I was enjoying that part anyway.
2: Yeah, that makes me think. During the ratings, I want to talk about that about those tonal shifts. It's kind of weird.
1: Yeah. So then they're back at the camp, and then Raz apologizes to Shakra. But
2: but the thing is, Madam Raz acts like it was um preposterous that she suspected her and just has this abject apology. I was like, Shakra I still got a lot of questions about this shady character. It's true. She's still pretty shady.
1: I feel that it is okay to scrutinize newcomers, you know, like you wouldn't... Especially have when
2: sh- there's no policy. A,
1: a job applicant, yeah. No
2: screening process.
1: <laughs> no, not at all. Anybody just walking off the street do whatever they want. Here, here's all of our secret plans. Here, take this circuit scrambler. It's fine. Yeah, no. I, I don't think that apology was necessarily warranted. Although, you know, it also, she could have dialed it back a little bit. No. I'm with you. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't have. I'd have been like, well, you've proved your loyalty and now we can put this behind us. And they were like, was that an apology? I'm like, no. That's what I would say.
2: So uh, are we going to see her at the camp again from now on? I
1: don't know. We haven't seen a uh, uh, Sunder... We haven't mm-hmm. we haven't seen some of these new rebels here. We haven't seen any of them. She come gets back. to
2: babysit all the
0: new princesses.
1: Oh yeah, that will be her job once well, they
0: come out of the chrysalises.
1: Make, like, make herself useful.
2: Yeah. So, uh, Looky though he really likes this <sighs> message. He really likes this <sighs> message about how you.
1: I get so upset. How you have
2: to give people uh, a second look. Don't don't judge them on the uh, first impressions. And
1: lookie we know said, where he's coming from. Lookie said. They were mean to Chakra or like they. She Mataraz was suspicious of Chakra just because she was different. It's like, well, she wasn't. It's not like she was different. Because she
2: loved the horde so much, she <laughs> was wearing her retirement <laughs> gift around. And
1: she was literally aligned with an evil. She stayed deep. there
2: so long that she retired. <laughs> And was still <laughs> yes. wearing her retirement gift when she came into the rebel camp. Just
1: because she was different, like I—I I don't think so, Loki. I think you're glossing over some important details there. She Who wants to say their number first? They're very low number. <laughs> well, I'm assuming. I said there's no drama here, and that's why I didn't like about it. I liked a couple of things about it, but I went three point six.
0: Okay, that's, that's low for you yeah oh okay
1: oh i mean like i didn't hate it it wasn't like three point six. what 3.6 yeah i was gonna say yeah like like a (laughs) horde amulets like (laughs) retirement amulets but yeah that's i mean that's low for me because like for shira especially because usually they are consistently above four for me because they're usually really fun not this one
2: We say this about a a lot of them, but I I just really was taken with the idea of this. I think this could have actually been one of those really good deep lore stories. it could have been. I would say not only was there no drama, but I think they missed an opportunity for making her a real character, which also made it uninteresting because she wasn't sympathetic. But if we knew more about her connection to Adora and maybe the the reasons that... they grew apart or were still mm-hmm. close to each other, it would have made it a lot more interesting. She also has just a real generic look. So I would say one of the biggest weaknesses might have even been the, this main character of Shakra. There's so, so much potential here.
1: Yeah, and they've really been able to be poignant in this series yeah
2: this, and this is the exact kind of story that they're that good at should
1: have been and yeah it was real. yeah it was yeah you're making me want to go lower
2: <laughs> well they um eat were, it chakra yeah, the only other <sighs> point i was going to make was that with the tonal differences they had i felt like there were a lot of passes at this script you could tell they went back with the madam like the madam Raz slapstick yeah. part there were a few parts so they were like we got to clean this up. You got to add this for spacing. We got to add this for padding. Like weirdly long fight scenes. So um, I'm gonna give this um, three retirement amulets.
1: You making me want to go lower?
2: You can go lower. Three point one. Three point one. Okay, Scott, what say you? bear in mind, looky was in this episode. <laughs> well, that
0: that just adds extra like point one. Okay. Yeah. bringing <laughs> <laughs> Bring the score up to a point one. Bringing the score up to a Point one, uh, no, I, I mean, it was, it was okay. I, you guys, talked a lot about <laughs> how, how I felt already, so I agree on most points. I did enjoy Hordak turning into multiple things. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. But it just doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't save it. No, uh-huh. I was gonna go two point nine. Okay. Yeah, it was not a wonderful Shira at all. And needed more time to bake. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. Like they, they could have done better with the storyline. Like it's,
2: uh, yeah. it was all there. It was all there.
0: It was. And you could just, just a little bit more, just something different. And they could have just made it so much better.
2: I, I would, I would have felt better if we'd had a little sequence saying that after Adora, she had to babysit kids. She didn't want to like baby Grizzler and he kept rolling and dead things outside like a dog <laughs> or something.
0: <laughs> yeah, like at least a little bit, like a flashback or something, yeah. like just like of her, her and Shakur when they were younger or something, you know? Like,
1: yeah, why couldn't we have had that? that would yeah, have just, also just a easy. little bit,
0: just a little bit. I mean, and I and I, I th- think they tried to portray that when they when the, she was holding like mm-hmm. the the picture of Adora and putting it in her bag, and that was the only
2: thing that she put in her bag. Like she really cared about her. Now and I like, want to cut a lot of their plot and in place have flashback type stuff. <laughs> they should have been a character story, not a plot story. Agree. Yes. Okay.
0: And that's our show for today. Next week, we'll review season two, episode ninety six of He Man Battle Cat. We'll watch Adam find a young tiger
2: cub in the woods and learn how much it costs to get rid of heartworms. If you'd like to follow along with the show, you can find our episode guide at www.thewizardsnightshirt.com.
1: If you have questions or comments for us to discuss, you can email us at rumors at wizardsnightshirt.com.
2: You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and subscribe to the show on iTunes, or tell Alexa to play the Wizards Night Shirt podcast. We want to thank you for listening, and please remember, your Horde retirement gift does not go with everything. I, tonight, tonight, I all right. <laughs> and the gods me fix.
0: Fighting,
1: be fightful, never dare to be primal For one day
2: is the last day you'll face down the Horde One day the waters no more Hey, get away from here! This is an
1: official Horde vehicle! Oh, yeah? Well, it looks like an overgrown swamp title to me!